Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Jack Simpson, and hopefully we will have another discussion like last week with community input. And Zach and I are going to talk about Mayor Sheehan's veto of the zoning code uh, referring to the Central Avenue Plasma Collection Center. So hopefully there will be a number of people to call in and voice their opinion. But, Zach, tell us about the veto. The first question I want to ask you, and this is an important one, it was 14 to 0. There was one council member missing. Who was that council member? You know, um, <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, hi, good morning, Cynthia. How are you today? Um, so I believe Jack Flynn had to leave for another um, commitment. Um, so unfortunately okay. he missed the vote. But it was uh-huh. 14, 14 affirmative and, you know, Nobody in the negative, so it was a clear slam dunk for the council, the council's perspective, to get <clears throat> Michael O'Brien's uh, ordinance passed. And then it subsequently went to uh, Mayor Shan, and um, I actually, um, I have a copy of the veto letter in my hands, if you want me to kind of talk about it a little. Um, okay. She, let's see. So she says, Dear City of Albany Common Council members, I am returning to the council without my approval of this ordinance. Um, She says, while I understand the approval was driven by best of intentions, I have been advised by Corporation Council it is an unconstitutional zoning action with no rational basis of law. And then she goes on to list several alleged procedural defects that the council did in its adoption of the ordinance. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, um, and then she accuses the council of an open meetings law violation, and ultimately she vetoed the the ordinance, calling for a thousand-foot setback, a buffer between residential churches, schools, and parks. I'm really surprised that, you know, all the entire common council, except for uh, Jack Flynn, who wasn't there, you know, turned their back on, on the mayor. I'm really surprised. I'm really shocked. What do you think? Well, I think they were hopeful that she was going to sign it. Clearly, they voted, you know, all in the affirmative. Um the question at this point is, you know, what, where do we go from here? I mean, they certainly could always opt to override the mayor's veto. I do believe it just requires a two-thirds majority to do so. Right. So that could be right. an avenue that they're going. Interestingly, though, um, I, it's not this Monday, but the following Monday, they are reintroducing the plasma ordinance a, as a public hearing. So they're going to have a public hearing, and I believe they're going to have another vote on the plasma. Well, what's the that on? What's that? Which day will that be on? It'll be at a Kevin Council It's a Monday. Uh, the right. 16th. I think the 16th. Okay. Mm, yes. So if anybody's March interested 16th. in showing up, 
and speaking up in favor of Mike O'Brien's uh, ordinance calling for the setback. So please show up on the 6th at 7 o'clock. And you can always uh, contact the uh, Albany City Clerk's Office if you'd like to sign up to speak publicly ahead of time. Okay, wow. Um, so did you so read anyways, about it? Did you read oh, about it in the paper, or did you know beforehand that that um, I knew about it? Yeah, I knew about it beforehand. Um, I was forwarded a copy of the veto um, letter, uh, but I do have a copy of the uh, the article that was in the Times Union. And uh, did you read that article? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I found, let me just turn to it, the uh, interesting, couple of interesting tidbits. Um, so, yeah, Corey Ellis, he's the Common Council president. He says that it's going to be reintroduced um, at that Monday meeting, and they'd hold the public hearing. And here's his quote. The will of the council on this is unchanged, he said. So, I mean, what do you, what do you interpret that? I mean, I think it means they're gonna they're gonna go forward with it again. Which is surprising because you know I really thought that in the last election, um, the mayor had uh, worked hard to get a council that would be so supportive of what she wanted. But obviously this is not that that particular vote is not what she wanted. So, you know, even though we're talking uh quite a quite a long time before the the next election, I wonder how if this is going to be a deciding factor in uh who runs for Kevin Council next time around, you know? Well, you know, I mean, so I have talked to, I think, almost every common council member more than once, some more than twice about this plasma center issue. I, you know, I really, I really advocated for my neighborhood. I went, you know, I lobbied each of them and told them all of the truths, the, you know, the inconvenient truths that I know about plasma centers. And, you know, I think it was a resounding no from everybody that to not, you know, to keep it a reasonable distance from a neighborhood. You know, we have to right. protect the neighborhoods. We have to protect the neighborhoods in the city of Albany. We can't just let a certain use go in wherever it wants to. There has to be protections, and that is what this has been about. So, um, yeah, I think the council, could could this be a real sticking point? Absolutely. I think it's already it's already started. So, in other words, whatever entity wants to go up in a neighborhood that might not be suitable for a neighborhood, do you think this particular um, veto will set a precedent that anything goes? No, I hope this veto and what's going to happen after it's going to set precedent for, you know, you can't just you know you have to listen to the the residents you have to listen to the legislative body here in the city of albany um but you know um let me just point out a couple of things more about this time gene article okay um mm-hmm. so 
here's the part. It says, last month, the city's Board of Zoning Appeals unanimously approved um, to classify blood plasma centers as light fa- manufacturing. Remember we talked about that at the la- that one podcast, yep. the light manufacturing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Mike O'Brien, uh, my councilman, he, he he was around when the um, the new zoning went into effect and, you know, was discussed in 2017. And, you know, they never, ever even mentioned a blood plasma center in that use. Mm-hmm. Ever. So it's it's really um, a, a real misinterpretation of the code. Um, and so I just wanted to mention to you, that yesterday, um, I, Michael Bryan, um, and four other neighborhood residents um, went. went uh, we proceeded to file an Article 78 proceeding against the City of Albany Board of Zoning Appeals and the four different companies that own Hanover Plaza. Okay. We are um, we're challenging the decision they made about the light manufacturing. We think it's completely, completely incorrect. So this is going to be an ongoing issue, right? Yes. So, um, so right now the the same day that the mayor vetoed the uh, ordinance, the city of Albany. Planning Department approved the conditional use permit in the major development plan review that was submitted by the owners of uh, Hanover Plaza. Okay. Wow. wow. And there's going to be a workshop. Um, it's going to be um, March, Tuesday, March 10th, where they're going to talk about the project. They're also going to be talking about the Stewart's project that we talked about the last podcast of the 10th. And then on the 24th, there'll be a public hearing where um, both this project and the stewards project is going to be on the agenda. Okay. So what do you see, what do you see happening? What you, you, you had mentioned, I'm sorry, you had mentioned about how this ties into the coronavirus. Could you explain? So, you know, when, um, representatives from CSL Plasma came to my neighborhood back in December 2017 and talked about putting in a plasma center. I had no real depth of knowledge about for-profit, for-pay, predatory, you know, style plasma centers. So I did a lot of research, and I found a lot of research um, pertaining to the effects on the physiology of the human body. Um, because what they are doing is they are taking out your, your, your plasma, a lot of proteins, a lot of um, other, other things, a lot of immune cells. So people that donate twice a week, um, you know, they're, 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 immuno, they're becoming immunosuppressed because they're removing a lot of immune cells from people's bodies. And quite frankly, with the coronavirus going around, we need people to have, you know, the most robust immune system. So I don't think it's a good thing to be doing with things like coronavirus, um, having immunosuppressed people walking around. Wow. So something like that, you're afraid that that might uh, impact the, the community. Yeah, I think I think, you know, compromised immune systems is not a good thing for... <laughs> you know, 
a developed society. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't. What do you think about that? I think you're correct. I think you're you know, correct. You, you got these, uh, you got these college students that are trying to you know, get money to, you know, pay bills and donating their plasma. <laughs> you know, and it ha- it does have an effect on people. It makes you very tired. Um, makes you very weak in the legs. Um, so it's, you know, what are you going to do? Go donate plasma between class? Hmm. Well, okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not too, I'm not, uh, oh my God, I can't even talk. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry that sorry that Mike O'Brien can't be on the call, but I'm sure you've talked to him, uh, and he represents that area. What has his response been? Well, you know, Mike and I um, have been shoulder to shoulder fighting this for over two years. Um, I've we've been to a lot of the meetings together. Um, we've seen the same, you know, things together with the issue. Um, yeah, so we um, we both worked together on this um, this Article 78 um, lawsuit that we filed. Um, but Mike O'Brien, he um, he actually did an affidavit, which was really a good one. He talked about, you know, he's the you know the 12th Ward representative. He was there when the uh, USGO the zoning was passed. Um, you know, he talks about the light manufacturing, how, you know, that's not consistent with the intent of the of the 2030 comprehensive plan in the USDO. Um, here's, so that you, you ready for something? So he uh, was made aware that, so I don't know if you know this, the Board of Zoning Appeals is uh, appointed by the mayor for three-year terms. Mm-hmm. And there's five members right now. No, I'm sorry. There's four members that their terms have expired. Okay. And, and they're serving on expired terms. Yeah. And one yeah. of them, one of them is more than two years expired. Is is that because nobody has? has come forward to um, do this or I think it's very I think it's quite alarming and really you know poor poor <laughs> you know poor management I mean if you, you know if you're not getting people reappointed they need to be reappointed right or so. new blood stepping up what do you think what's that new blood stepping up <laughs> Pardon my well, time, I mean, I'm sorry. No, but I mean it just I think it just represents a real sloppy way of doing business. You know, why are these people okay. that, why are these people why are these people serving on a city board with expired terms? That's the question I ask the public. And that's a valid question. So okay. Now, do you have the names of these people that are uh, that, that expired? Has expired? Yeah, sure. Let me give you the rundown. Okay. The chair, Richard okay. Berkeley, term, his term expired December 31st, 2019. 
Denard Cummings, board member, term expired December 31st, 2018. Martin Daly, uh, board member, December 31st, 2017. Adriana LeBlanc, she actually is current. Her term expires December 31st, 2021. And Serena Joyce Williams, uh, December 31st, 2018. Okay. So for people who are concerned about this, should they contact Mr. Bergley and the other members who are whose term has expired? I think they should contact everybody and also your common council member. Something is not sitting sitting right. Something's not sitting right. The dots are not connecting. Okay. So when all of this started, you know, when 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 the detail happened and you were aware you were made aware of it, did this shock you? That she vetoed it, it did. I thought she was gonna sign it. I thought she was gonna sign the legislation because it's the right thing to do for Albany's neighborhoods. You know, she's going to be, you know, you know, we're, we're Albany is Albany is neighborhoods. That is what makes us so unique. And, um, you know, since the start of this thing, I've been protecting my neighborhood. So I'm really disappointed she didn't protect. I'm disappointed she didn't protect my neighborhood. So that's where I am at. And, you know, she has not appeared at a public forum to uh, for people to voice their concerns, has she? No, I don't believe she has. I don't believe yet. She's doing the city city hall on the road thing, going to different neighborhoods. Okay. Okay. Well, so what's next on the agenda? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so um, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Rap Road coming up? Um, we could talk about that next week. Sounds good. I Sounds good, should, yeah. I, I think we should concentrate on, on on this. So for people who are concerned about this, what uh, what's the best way for them? to get involved or who who can they call or you know well um you know I think I think I think this is important. I think this is important. Um do you think this is a grave um public health issue? Do I think it's a great public health issue? Um I think it's a huge grave. public health issue. A great. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, anything that threatens the health and safety of you know the U.S. citizens, I have a real problem with. I mean, I I don't I don't think this these plasma centers have the best intentions in mind. It, it's it's completely profit driven, about a thousand percent profit. You know, they give people like thirty dollars to turn around, and they they make you know three hundred. So it's like. Is that fair? You know, it's very predatory. They target the, you know, lower income individuals. They target people that really are, you know, so desperate they have to sell their body fluids. So, yeah, it's a real okay. public health problem. Now, now, let's take one step back. You would say that this might affect college kids. 
um, and you use the word predatory, I think that's pretty frightening. Um, kids are, are going to school to better themselves, and they're placing the, themselves at risk. It, yeah. Would that be a fair assessment? You know, um, it was actually, I think it was in the Daily Gazette a few weeks ago. They had a, a like a sticker advertisement slapped on the front of it saying you can earn up to $400 a month by donating to CSL Plasma in Schenectady. Oh, my God. Um, yep. And then also in Crossgates Mall, there was an advertisement right there in the you know the main aisle for CSL Plasma. Same thing. You can earn up to $400. So, you know, they try to entice you with, you know, oh, you can earn up to $400. That's not necessarily true. There are restrictions that apply specifically. They pay you based on, like, how much plasma they extract from you. So some days it could be 30, it could be 35, it could be 25. You know, it's all over the board. So it's not mm-hmm. consistent. It's not a consistent fixed amount of money. And then what they do is they put it on a, 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 a debit card, which is a kind of like a gift card, and there's a surcharge associated with it. So they, they gouge you every time you use it for a surcharge. Wow. So do you think this is going to be an ongoing issue? I do. I think it's going to be an ongoing issue, particularly if they do end up going into Hannaford Plaza. I think there's going to be significant secondary impacts on the neighborhood. Um, So I'm going to have to prepare the neighborhood to deal with it if necessary. And how are you going to do that? Through the Uptown Neighborhood Watch program, I'm going to have to really bulk that up, get more, get, get volunteers, you know, get boots on the ground, and we're going to keep an eye on this neighborhood. We're going to protect our neighborhood. Okay, so uh, are you looking for volunteers to join you? I sure am. I sure am. We, we're going to be having an um, in, introductory informational session probably in April when the weather is a little better. Um, where I'm going to talk about, you know, some of the guidelines for the program, and um, we're also going to talk about using using the C-Click Fix to report issues in the in the in the neighborhood. Okay, so if if somebody wants to get involved in this, how could they do so? Yeah, um, they could, you know, email me at uh, Zachary Emmett, E-M-M-O-T-T Simpson at gmail.com. Um, I can definitely uh, tell you more about the program. Okay. So uh, from, your perspective, <clears throat> from your perspective, you think this is going to be an, an issue that might impact the uh, city elections in 2021. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think it's gonna definitely. This issue has really, you know, this has been a hot button issue um, for a lot of you know people here in the city of Albany. I, uh, I I don't see a lot of people being supportive of it, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of reason behind that. But yeah, yeah, I think it could could affect it. So when when the when the mayor vetoed it, what was she thinking? I mean, the uh, well, was she, she by the council. Well, she says clear as day in her letter 
by the advice of the corporation council, she vetoed it. So. Wow. Okay. Yep. The advice of the corporation council. Yep. And and you thought that once it it was voted unanimously, well, almost unanimously. You thought it was a slam dunk and the issue wasn't going to be at the forefront anymore, huh? It was a slam dunk until it hit her desk and her corporation counselor convinced her to veto it. Wow. Okay, so... um... So, right now, lawsuit's been filed, lawsuit's been served, and we'll wait for them to do their answer. And then uh, we're going to be at the workshop at the planning board for the 10th to hear the project, and then the 24th will be the public hearing. So tell everybody again where the public hearing is going to be. And um, Yeah, so the, uh, yeah, the, there's going to be a workshop on the 10th um, for the Albany, um, City of Albany Planning Board. Um, the public cannot comment make public comments during the workshop. We can only listen and hear the applicant and the planning board, you know, talk and discuss the project. It's on the 24th um, where you can make public comments on the project. Okay, so that's up and coming. So anything else going on in Albany? We have a couple minutes left. Um, Just uh, today um, I am going to be petitioning um in the twelfth uh, ward, and I believe uh, assembly uh assemblywoman Pat Sahi is gonna be catching up with me to to walk a little bit today okay that'll be fun it, it's, yeah. like it's a nice day. Like yeah. it's a nice day so yeah. uh, give her, give your contact information one more time oh um uh, my email it's uh, Zachary Emmett, E-M-M-O-T-T, Simpson. It's a long one. Zachary Emmett Simpson at gmail.com. Okay. So if anybody wants to get involved, they could do so by emailing you, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'm, very, I'm very responsive with email. Okay. So uh, when do you think we'll have another conversation about this important issue? I'm sorry, I missed the first part. What was the first part you just said? When do you think we're going to have another conversation about this issue again? Oh, um, well, you know, um, I forgot to tell you. So Monday night, um, so uh, Stop the Stories, you know, Stop the Stories group. We have like an Mm -hmm. action group. We have an action group, which is a smaller like subset of Stop the Stories members that are very involved. Mm -hmm. uh, So the action group, is going to be meeting with the Rosemont Street neighbors that abut the proposed stewards project. And also I'm uh, inviting the owner of the Sunoco station, which is currently oh, at the corner of Colvin and Washington. Yes. So maybe next mm-hmm. week we could uh, do a follow-up. Okay, because we have Rack Road to talk about. We have this Plasma Center, and we have the stewards to talk about. So there's a number of issues that will be in the forefront. So you have been listening to Zach Simpson, 
And this is Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes if you have a comment about the show, hashtag Focus on Albany. Zach, thanks. It's been great talking with you, and we'll talk soon. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy, Enjoy the beautiful sunshine. Bye. Cynthia, Cynthia, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You, thank you.